Hey everybody, it's Clint. I'm back. Um, hope everybody's doing well. I guess I'll get right into it. If you go over to arunandthought.com uh, on the soapbox, I have posted a picture that I took um, not yesterday, but the day before, I believe, which would have been Monday. Um, I've been listening to audiobooks a lot lately. Uh, that's kind of my jam right now. I get into it, and then I fall out of it, and then I'll get back into it. Um, it's been kind of quiet around the office lately, and so I've been able to pay closer attention to the audiobook while I'm working so I like that but it's I can only pay attention to two things at once so like I can listen to people talk and do work somewhat or um, I can listen to an audiobook but I can't do all three so it's been pretty quiet I've been able to focus more uh, on work and on the, uh, the audiobooks, so I've been listening to them, and that's kind of carried over. Um, the Born to Run, I know I kind of mentioned that a lot um, last podcast. It was so interesting to me that uh, I couldn't stop listening to it, but uh, the, the point that I'm trying to get to is uh, I was so interested in that book that I even uh, turned off the TV on Monday night and I just sat here with my headphones on and listened to a couple chapters of that book and then eventually fell asleep. But um, not because the book was boring, but because it got late and I couldn't help it. I was tired. But so I, I was sitting here and uh, because I have no visual stuff going on, um, I'm looking around the room, you know, just paying attention to things that I normally wouldn't pay attention to. And it's kind of dark. I've got a little um, table lamp on the coffee table right next to my recliner. But it gives a kind of like a dim light and um, it was a little bit dark in the room and the light was hitting my feet and I started looking at my feet and God, you know, feet, but they're beautiful and ridiculously ugly at the same time. Um, it's just one of those things. I think if you stare at them long enough, your opinion uh, could change over time. They just are an odd thing. Um, but anyway, I was looking at my feet and um, I posted a picture. I, I took a picture of them, actually, after I noticed this. And uh, I posted that on the soapbox at com, And you can have a look and let me know what you think. You can comment uh, below. At least I believe you can comment below uh, that picture and let me know what you think. But um, I noticed that... It, it looks like to me my big toe 
the first metatarsal, the, the big toe, it looks like that is shorter than the second toe, the second metatarsal. So uh, both of my big toes look shorter than the toe that's directly next to them, or the toes that are directly next to them. And I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if that's common. I wonder what that means. Uh, so I got on the internet and I looked it up. And what I found was that is actually a common thing. I believe the number that uh, I read was, it was kind of like a 50-50 type deal. So basically half of... Uh, the earth is walking around with these uh, shorter big toes. Uh, be sure to check on that if you're if you're really interested before you go spouting that factoid off. Um, it's been a little bit and my memory is not that great sometimes. So I think it was about 50% of the population has these uh, shorter big toes. And what it is, it's called Morton's toe not to be confused with Morton's syndrome which is something way more serious uh, Morton's toe is actually uh, benign I believe I think you can have some complications uh, but again I don't profess to be a doctor or a sports medicine expert um, I just can retain little bit of the information that I read about it and it seems like uh, it's pretty for the most part it's a benign thing and about half of the population has it I did read that uh, and this was on the internet so um, I don't, there's no telling if it's true or not I did read that supposedly having that smaller toe gives a person some kind of uh, mechanical advantage so top athletes which I am not um, <laughs> but top athletes oftentimes have this uh, I guess feature we'll call it attribute uh, I don't want to call it a, a symptom or uh, anything like that I, I don't think it's anything bad I think it's just like an attribute kind of thing just is what it is so look at my feet and you decide um, it's kind of like one of those things I put in the caption underneath like remember uh, it's been several years back but the uh, the black and blue dress versus white and gold um, or what was the one where the people were talking and it was like they're saying Ronald or something like that and then some people thought they were saying something totally different I can't remember what it was but anyway so it's kind of like that only not um, but yeah so Morton's toe now you know um, a couple things that I've been meaning to share and these are not earth shattering by any means um 
I wonder if they're even worth mentioning. It's kind of, you know, doing this, I struggle because I, I'm not an expert on rent. Sorry, my dog is barking in the background. He's upset about something. Uh, I'm not an expert on running. I just, or anything really. Uh, I just know what I know. And then also, I don't really keep up with any kind of like um, the current stats or what's the current big race or, you know, records or anything like that. I like all that stuff. It's all fine and good. I just am not a stats man. Um, I'm not super concerned about it, to be honest. Um, I, I like peop when people break records and stuff like that and all respect to you. But so what I'm getting at is I can't have a podcast that's full of these things because I don't have the bandwidth to like stay on top of it and research it and stuff like that. So I'm sorry. I struggle to find uh, the hard hitting content that you want to hear. Um, so this, <laughs> these two things are what I've come up with. And so I'll apologize in advance. Um, so the first one, which is actually pretty useful. Um, so if you run a lot or do, you know, physical activities in the mud and you're getting a lot of mud and dirt and stuff on your feet, sometimes it's hard to get those suckers clean. And I in no way think that this is a novel idea or that I'm the first person to ever think of it. But just in case you don't know, I thought I would share this information with you. Um, so number one, moisture is bad for your feet in a number of ways. Um, the worst one being that if it's moist enough and if it's warm enough for long enough, you're going to have uh, fungus that's going to grow on your toe. So you're going to have a fungi toe. Um, and you don't want that. Nobody wants that. Uh, it can cause the toe to become discolored. Um, it can cause it to become brittle. It can cause it to um, grow misshapen, kind of. And so it's not a good scene. You don't want that. Now, some of you may not even have... Uh, now, I said toe. I should... I should backpedal on that. I meant toenail. I'm sorry. Um, all that stuff was applying to your toenails, not your actual physical um, toe, the, the whole enchilada. Uh, just toenails. Sorry about that. See, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert. Uh, so yeah, so your toenails, and to a lesser extent... Um, or to a greater extent, if you have uh, moisture on your foot for long enough, like say you don't change socks for a week, or you don't take your feet out of shoes for a week, which you would probably never do that, you can get what's called um, trench foot, and that's bad. That's where the skin actually begins sloughing off, and that the smell is, uh, it's horrible, but we're not talking about that. We're just talking about like general day-to-day -day maintenance of your feet and keeping them clean 
and uh, free of fungi toes. What I do, and whoa, brace yourself, here comes a shocker. Uh, I bought a little veggie brush from the store. And this is just, um, it's got a handle on top. It's a little, it's made out of bamboo. It's designed to clean vegetables, right? So you can probably find it in the cleaning aisle of any store. It doesn't have to be a vegetable brush. I just like to, I like the thought of uh, my feet being kind of like little potatoes. Like my toes, they're just little potatoes and I'm cleaning them with the veggie brush. But, you know, that may not be your thing. You could probably use a toilet brush or something else. I don't know. Veggie brush seems to work. The bristles are um, firm enough to get the job done, but soft enough so as not to um, rip the flesh from your bone. Uh, so I use that, and it's just, like I say, it's a, it's got the little single short stubby top on it that you can kind of just get your fingers uh, gripped around and then it's got the bristles that kind of radiate um, out at an angle all the way around and it's just you know it's circular in shape I should probably just not describe it so much as take a picture of it and upload it so maybe I'll do that um, to better illustrate this point because I'm sure a lot of people don't have any idea what I'm talking about uh but yeah so I use this veggie brush and when I've got mud you know like how mud will get like under the nail or it will get in the little um the little crease between your toenail and like where the skin on the side of your toe begins you get mud and junk down in there I'll just take that brush and I'll brush those toes off um every time when I get done running you can do it daily or you can do it when there's, uh, you know, when your toes are dirty. But anyway, so yeah, so that's my first huge tip. Uh, use a veggie brush to brush your toes up. I put a little soap on there, you know, just to kind of like collect all the, the dirt, maybe kill some germs or something, I don't know, and then just scrub them down. Don't have to go too hard, just a light little uh, once over. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. And um, the other thing, while I'm thinking about it, so I don't know if this works for females, but it definitely works for males. So, I've said this before. Some of the shorts that I have, like, I've had them for so long and I've used them so much that they're still good shorts you know I'm a dad so I say things like that I say there's they're still good um there's nothing wrong with that but uh they are they're still good shorts whatever I like to keep gear and then just fix it I'm one of those people so I don't necessarily have to have like all the flashy new uh shorts or flashy new shoes all the time i like a little character on all of my uh stuff so 
I will. I have been known to sew things, and um, my wife, thank, big thanks to her, she will do the heavier lifting on the sewing. Like, she's got the actual sewing machine action. I'll do, like, some hand sewing. Don't laugh. Um, I actually learned that skill in the Navy. That's where I learned how to sew. And the reason why is because sometimes you have to sew up your buddy, and then sometimes when you're out at sea, um, there is no tailor, which is different nowadays, maybe. Like, if you're on an aircraft carrier, you can probably take your thing to be your stuff to get dry clean. But um, let's say you're not on an aircraft carrier. Let's say you're on a smaller ship or you're stationed somewhere far away and uh, you can't take your thing. I don't know. You learn how to sew so that you can repair things um, on your own. And uh, yeah, that's a handy skill. I'm glad that I learned how to do it. So anyway, it's also a manly skill. So stop your uh, giggling. Uh, but yeah, so also some things, you know, like also patches onto a jacket or also a rip in my shorts um, or whatever. I have this one Solomon pack that I have sewed so many times and put like new zippers on. And finally, it's just done. I mean, finally, I just had to write it off because it, it had been repaired so many times and none of the zippers worked anymore and it was just it was time to get another one but um like all the elastic was like the whole thing is elastic basically and it was to the point where like if you pull the <laughs> the elastic part it just pops it's just done so like when it gets to that point uh, I know there's probably more hardcore people than me that would just keep using it for a long time after that, but uh, it didn't have any utility at that point. But I will fix things, um, especially when they're kind of pricey. Again, that's the dad in me coming out. Um, you know, some of these shorts I get are like 40 bucks. Um, some of the Patagonia stuff, good lord. Like, if you, I don't pay this, but if you did pay retail for it, you're talking like 60, 70 bucks for a pair of shorts with a five inch inseam. They're good shorts, but I mean, shoot, that's, that's almost, I mean, to me, that's almost a hundred bucks. Um, call me crazy, but that's a lot. Like, when you factor in shipping and, uh, tax and everything. So if I'm going to, I look at that, that kind of stuff, like an investment and, uh, you can bet that I'll be repairing those and not, you know, just keep buying new pairs over and over. I forgot what the point of all this was. I think we were talking about, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me, let me hobble back to the, the point here. So, um, some of my shorts, like I have not, uh, my wife actually offered again, thank you wife for your help with my problems. Um, she actually offered to replace the elastic 
in some of my Patagonia shorts because those things um, have so much wear on them. They're still fine. They look like they're intact. The elastic seems to be supple and uh, have life left in it, but when you're actually wearing them, uh, they're just, I think they've stretched and kind of um, resigned themselves to just being bigger. And so I had to draw up the drawstring and tie it real tight. Well, what that does is, um, number one, it causes, causes some serious chafing on some of them. Uh, on one pair in particular, I actually used the old shoestring from the pile of shoes that I have um, laying outside the pile of used well-worn shoes that have like zero utility for me anymore um i had an idea one day because i needed another drawstring because one just totally disintegrated so i needed another drawstring i didn't necessarily want to run to the store and just buy a string or try to find a replacement i had this pile of shoes outside that i'll probably never wear Again, this is kind of like my retired heap. Uh, so I pulled a shoestring out of one and I um, rigged these shorts up. Like Patagonia, the way that they construct their, their shorts is such that you cannot put a replacement string in. They've got the existing string, the one that comes from the factory. It's sewed over and over and over again like right smack dab in the middle in the back so you have to kind of like get in there and cut that out and uh it's a it's an ordeal but so i put the shoestring in and the shoestring is from um a pair of uh ultra olympus 3 3.5 or maybe it's 2.5 i can't remember but uh, some max cushion shoe that I had for a while. Um, but the string on it is kind of like the, the round type, if that makes any sense. It's not the one that would like lay flat. Uh, it's, it's more kind of like a sleeker, you know, round construction. Um, tubular, as the kids say. Um, so I put that in a pair of Patagonia shorts and that one especially will chafe you because your whole your whole deal is your shorts are hanging off your hips with or hanging off my hips my shorts are hanging off my hips I don't know what yours are doing that's your business but um, they're hanging off my hips on this string that's tied all tight and so um, I basically got a ligature around my waist and so they chafe real bad. Um, the other side of that, and here's where I hit on this point, and you're going to be so mad at me that it took me this long to explain up to um, this. I don't like to untie the top, right? I don't like to untie that drawstring while I am running because it's an ordeal to get it tied back up tight and it seems like once I've gotten all sweaty and gross 
If I untie that thing, that's the end of my short staying up. No matter what I do, if I tie it tight again or whatever, those shorts are not staying up. They're going to try to, um, because of, I guess, the friction where the, um, the shorts are now wet and they're sticking to my legs. So every time my leg moves, it jerks the short down. Usually I'll have um, like a headlamp in one of the pockets and uh, maybe like a knife in another one of the pockets. Uh, and so those weigh down the shorts as well. And so it's, it's just, it's a perfect storm and the things want to fall off or they just don't sit up right. And I feel like uh, my crack is exposed, whether it is or not, I don't really know, but I don't like that feeling. I like to feel, you know, like my crack is covered up and I'm not, um, you know, no pun intended, making an ass out of myself while I'm running down the road. So I don't like to undo that drawstring is the point that I'm trying to make. And sometimes that conflicts with the need that I have to fulfill nature's call um, on the trail. And so a little tip, and this will only work with uh, number one, I would strongly advise you to never try this with number two. And for females, I am not familiar enough with the process for number one for females to comfortably say that this would work for you. But if you are a female and this does work um, and you want to uh, report back on it, feel free. Uh, that's what the site is there for. You can get on the soapbox and you can say whatever you want to say. Um, just keep it clean. Um, but so what you can do if you're a guy and possibly if you're a, a, a female too, um, and I know some of you out there, all five of you, or who am I kidding? Like all two of you, um, maybe will get mad at me kind of making that uh, delineation, male or female. Um, I just say that generically. If you're something else, um, no disrespect. Uh, don't mean to offend you. But for the purpose of speeding this along, let's just say males. So if you have those parts that a male would have, this will definitely work for you. If you have those parts that a female would have, uh, this may or may not work for you, depending, I don't know, report back. Uh, but instead, if you're a guy, instead of going through the top, like going through the trouble of untying your shorts and doing all that, I don't want to get too descriptive here. This is a family show. Uh, you can actually just... Uh, go from the bottom so just pull the the lining to the side and um, you know make sure the bottom of the short is clear and you know look over your shoulder a couple 
couple times both ways make sure nobody's like coming up behind you or whatever and then just let her rip and so what that does is number one you don't have to go through you don't have to spend the time or the energy to untie that waistband and then uh, number two if somebody does walk up on you it's really easy just to like stop um, doing number one and then just like let your short fall back down gravity will take care of that and nobody knows but if you are pulling down the waistband and stuff and especially if you got shorts like mine where you have to tie it up like you really have to tie it in order for it to stay up like you can't just real quick like disengage and then start running again because people are gonna know what you're up to but when you do that little sly little sneak you know from the bottom um there's a good chance that nobody's gonna know what you're up to okay unless they just like see the stream um then they're gonna know for sure but so yeah so there's you know that earth shattering tip number two and i've been meaning to share both of those for um probably since i started this podcast and i just always forgot i wonder why um so yeah there you have those things today uh it's actually been nice all week as far as the weather goes and i have just been heading down to beach road every day after work to go run excuse me yawning um So I've been taking advantage of the weather and you gotta definitely strike while the iron is hot. Fortunately, where I live, the iron is hot most days and I don't really have an excuse not to get out. The sun's usually shining, but um, I've been getting out on uh, Beach Road pretty much every day this week and um, I've seen some interesting people. I think I detailed at least one or two in the last podcast. Um, And so I've seen a couple of interesting people. Today uh, was not that busy. I actually was surprised that I didn't, there weren't that many cars on, vehicles on the road today. Um, Yesterday, there were a lot more vehicles out just in general um and there were definitely a lot more vehicles than usual on beach road yesterday so i don't know what was going on there but um there were plenty of people out yesterday not so many today until maybe like the very end i only ran five miles today so but like right at the very end i saw some families that were getting out i think because i went a little bit earlier today and so some people may have been just getting home or they may have just been going out and wanted to see like the sunset i don't know but so not so many people out today i guess i should start in chronological order uh list 
listing the interesting people that I saw. So the, the standout from yesterday. Um, there was a truck. There was a full-size pickup. And so not just yesterday, but every day. There's a big old uh, full-size pickup with a lift kit. I think it's like a... It might be like a Dodge Ram or, or something like that. Um, something on the big side. And this truck goes by every day twice. So like I'll see them go past me, going south, and then later on they'll be coming back north on Beach Road. And this truck has got every day uh, probably, I'd say at least four uh, Great Danes. I think they're Great Danes, like a stone color, like gray uh, Great Danes. And these four dogs are in the back of this truck, and they, like, hang off the side. They don't bark. They don't, like, snap or anything like that. They're just minding their own business. But So I've seen that truck every day. <laughs> Sorry. Yawning again. Um, uh, let's see. What was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the truck with the dogs in it. And I'm trying to think. Did I see anybody, anybody else interesting yesterday? So one, in, one thing that I found that I didn't know existed and this is always happening to me so every time this happens it reminds me of how big the world actually is and then it also reminds me of how um, even though my hubris and my ego makes me feel like I know a lot and uh, that I I kind of have it all mapped out, um, literally and figuratively. I don't know anything. Like, there's so much stuff that's out there that I've never been exposed to that I don't know. And so my worldview and the way that I look at things is totally biased on the limited field of view that I have and have had throughout my life and so um, the point of that is uh, yesterday and so I've been here on this island for I think three three years I think that's right yeah, about three years so I don't know if you've ever seen the episode of South Park where they're, they're talking about Hawaii, but if you haven't, you need to find that and you need to watch it. One of the things that's hilarious is uh, when these people are talking, uh, they're saying, they're talking about ancestors, though these are not native Hawaiians, these are people like me that came here from Atlanta, Georgia or 
you know, somewhere on mainland. And uh, in the South Park episode, though, these people that have moved to Hawaii are talking about how their ancestors came on a cruise ship <laughs> three weeks ago or, you know, and they're actually having fights about, uh, well, my ancestors came on a cruise ship four weeks ago, you know, like I'm better than you cause I've been here longer. But anyways, um, if you haven't seen that, find it, watch it. It's too funny, especially if you live here and you've been around this, these people are real. They're here. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to be accosted while I'm out in public. So that's all I'll say about that. I didn't put it into the world. It's, uh, you know, South Park did it. I just found it hilarious. Uh, but so point is after three years and after all the running. And so I actively seek out places to, to go to run, to explore. And so even though I'm quite active in that, I did not know that this place existed. And I've even walked out on this trail before and just didn't walk far enough. But um, short story long, a place where I've been parking my truck, there is uh, a trail that goes behind it. And so, uh, it's about maybe like a quarter of a mile. Once you get out of, um, Hawaiian beaches going south, there's a place where you can park off the side of the road. It's big enough to park like two cars and they got like a cement block that's there to block, um, access for trucks past there. But somehow I found truck tracks on these trails anyway so somebody's figured out an alternate route but um there is a kind of a kind of a tough looking guy we'll say tough uh and so I have to kind of explain on that to you so in Hawaii just because somebody has a lot of tattoos or um, just because somebody looks rough so they may be rough but a lot of people that live here that is a look right so and they may very well have a mean streak but uh, they people usually have manners and are usually kind so seeing somebody with tattoos that's riding around on a bicycle um, that they may or may not have stolen that's not alarming so much now bad things can happen anywhere for sure and you definitely don't want to have your guard down in any situation but one of the things that I like about here is uh, some of my first experiences like go to 7-Eleven and a huge guy that could have easily put me in a chokehold with tattoos from you know his chin to his uh, toe probably 
held the door, you know, for me while I walked into 7-Eleven. Try to get that to happen at any urban gas station on mainland. Good luck. I'm sure there's probably some areas, but uh, few and far between. But here is very common. So when I describe this person, I don't want to make it seem like I'm being condescending or uh, you know anything like that. But I saw a guy as I was driving in to park my truck. And so this place where I park is right smack dab in the middle of where a lot of bad things probably go down at night. There's all kinds of uh, broken glass, you know, from previous, I guess, windows being busted out and stuff like that, all up and down this road in various places. So, I mean, no doubt, once the sun goes down, some not-so-savory characters probably are coming out and doing some not-so-nice things. But, um... I saw this guy as I was driving down the road to go park and he was on a bike and he did have a lot of tattoos and he was kind of just, you know, doing his thing. I passed him. I didn't really think much of it. And then I went down and parked my car. So I parked my truck and then a couple of uh, minutes later, this guy catches up and he turns in to where I was parked and got really close and so I'm not saying that he was up to anything he probably wasn't obviously he wasn't because I'm still talking to you and nothing crazy happened yesterday but um, he got kind of close as he was passing by and I think at that point in time I already had my knife in my back pocket and so it's a buck knife with a orange handle it's like well actually the whole thing is painted safety orange and i carry it just in case just in case um a dog comes jumping on me and i don't like have any any way to defend myself or whatever now by no means do i think that i'm some kind of uh knife assassin and like everything is gonna go smoothly and i'm just gonna cut up uh, anything that tries to attack me and that's really it's it's more of a thing that I carry just in case you know stuff goes south and uh, I don't have any other option and just you know like oh what the heck if I'm able to reach that thing maybe it will save me from uh, getting my neck ripped apart by some stray dog or on the other hand, like, I guess if somebody saw that and they don't know jujitsu or they don't want to mess with uh, a knife, they'll just maybe move on to somebody that doesn't have a big orange buck knife in uh, the back of their shorts. So there's that aspect too. Um, but anyways, so I had the knife in my waistband and I don't know. Maybe that helped to deter or whatever, but more than likely this guy just intended no harm anyway, and he was just on his way to do whatever he was going to do. But what he did do was he went onto this trail behind where 
I was parked and now I had been on this thing a couple times before but I didn't really explore it out that that much but what was odd to me is like he made it a point to turn in and then go back on this trail but he was only out there for maybe like a couple minutes okay and so at the time it made sense because I had only gone there for like a couple seconds like maybe took like 20 or 30 steps out on this trail uh, and then turn back because it just it goes down to the coast I thought and then that was it the coast is only like maybe I don't know like a football field length from where this trail begins or less so I just always assume that you would eventually get down to the, the cliff and then that would be it so I didn't really think much of it when he went in and then he came back, you know, back out like a couple minutes later. But uh, while I was still getting ready to, to go on my run, I was mixing up my scratch or whatever. A lady came and she parked on the opposite side of the road and she went back. And so both of these people have bikes, which I thought was weird that they were going back on such uh, what I presume to be a short trail on bikes. But um, this lady had her dog and she had a bike with her. And then she went on the trail. And so the gear started turning. I was like, well, maybe it's longer. Maybe it's a, a trail system. Like, why are they back there on bikes? So I decided to take a little hike back and I kind of looked around and lo and behold I don't know how long this trail is but I know it's substantial enough I think I walked about 0.6 miles just on you know just puttering around cruising around like pretty close to where the trailhead was and so this is a brand new place for me that I didn't even know existed and I probably passed it you know, I used to go down this road every day for about a year, at least. So I've been passing all that time, didn't even know it's there. But all the time, I am discovering these places that I had no idea were even there. And they're right under my nose. And that's one of the cool things about living here, is you just don't know, like... Uh, Google Maps has not reached a lot of places here and I kind of like that in a way and it's not because uh, it's not because I'm stingy or it's not necessarily because I want to keep people out the only people that I I really want to keep out and I'm kind of adamant about I wish they didn't know where places are are the ones that come in and like throw their trash everywhere right so there's plenty of those and it's really sad when the area does get discovered and then people just come in hordes of people come in and they're just like dumping trash and like letting their dogs poop everywhere and stuff like that and i know i sound like an old man i am like kind of old but it's just not it's not cool it's not cooliana is what 
um, we would say here. So, uh, yeah, that's the only time that I I don't like sharing with people. But the the point is, that's kind of a metaphor for life, right? We think we know everything, or at least I think I know a lot. But then I'm surprised to find out, you know, about these new places. And it opens your eyes like, oh, well, I didn't even know that that was there. I didn't know it existed. I mean, I knew it had to exist. Um, Obviously, there's some kind of land between the road and the coast, the cliff. But um, I just never have been there. And so there's infinite amounts of things like that and I've had several of those discoveries where I was like man I wish I would have known about this you know a couple of years ago it would have been great to to know where this is this whole time but you know that's cool to find stuff like that um and it's cool to be reminded I think everybody needs to be reminded of these things and kind of um taken down a notch reined in a little bit you don't we don't know everything and uh, there's still plenty to learn even if it's something you know as simple as that Uh, speaking of learning Uh, I was talking about a little bit before about how I've been kind of um, had been I feel great now because I've been out all week in the sun and um, I've also been drinking that drink from Born to Run that I still won't disclose the ingredients for it's very simple you have to check it out if you're too lazy to listen to the audiobook or read it, then you can always just Google um, drink from Born to Run or something. I don't know. Uh, but I've been drinking this drink, and it's it does, it's super, uh, gives you energy, and it's good stuff. Uh, so I feel great now, but a little bit before, because of the weather being so... Uh, not good and then also the social distancing I had not I had my schedule was changed and so I had not been running every day I had instead been doing home workouts and riding on the fan bike and sorry I'm yawning again but uh, I had been doing stuff at home which just was it wasn't getting it, you know. So I wasn't feeling as good. And I've been a little bit grumpy. And um, being reminded, I needed to be reminded of, number one, like how lucky I am to to be here. Uh, we take for granted everything. I think just as human beings... It, in our American society especially I can speak to 
I, I don't know a lot about other uh, groups, but I, I do definitely know, like, in America, we take a lot of things for granted. We, we're a little bit distant from um, who we are and uh, how we actually feel. Uh, so much of our value we base on external things right we're influenced so much by worldly worldly things um, and other people's opinions of us and blah 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 so uh, when you really peel back the layers and you take away you know the social media and you know how you think others perceive you and you really get down to like how you feel and um, what you're all about right what you're really and truly all about and you're honest with yourself like you you see you're able to break life down into something that's very simple and so what it really boils down to right is first and foremost it's kind of like maslow's hierarchy of needs right so you have um your top needs and one must be fulfilled before the others right so each causes um more contentment and happiness and so this isn't Maslow's hierarchy and needs but when you break life down into its simplest form and you take away all the extraneous stuff that we kind of fill our lives with number one thing that, Im that influences you and can have influence on you and you can't get rid of it and you can't peel it away is your health um, if your health goes bad and I'm not talking about like the sniffles it could be the sniffles because um, sometimes that's not pleasant but I mean if your health goes bad like you have a stroke or you have you begin to have anxiety right you're having anxiety attacks depression, um, cancer, some kind of uh, organ failure, if you break your leg, right? If you start to have some condition that puts you in the hospital for multiple days or makes you have to take multiple trips to the emergency room and you're burning through money, right? So money is kind of like a extraneous thing. So it doesn't really count for the purposes of our uh, focus here, but it is definitely a consideration. And losing money from repeated emergency room trips where you're unable to resolve um, what's actually wrong with you, and you know, this just continues, which is something that I've experienced, um, that can bring on a certain amount of depression and um, compound the stress that's on a person for sure but so you're either alive or 
you're not, right? When you break it down. And so every day that you're alive definitely is a gift and it's something that you should, um, I won't say be thankful for, because sometimes people are alive and it's super painful and, uh, you know, but I will say it's something that you should try to see the bright side on and use to your advantage. And so obviously that's not universal and I can't speak to everybody's situation, but right. So we take for granted every day of our life where we're feeling fine, right? How often do you get up and you're like, hey man, I'm totally without any known health issues. I'm so happy for that one simple fact, right? But conversely, when something does happen, right? Like let's say you have some anxiety attacks or you have something that's making your blood pressure high, right? And you can't figure out what it what it is and you don't know what to do um, to make it stop when that happens it takes away um, all your focus is on that and you're worried about am I gonna am I gonna be okay you know what about my family um, you're not worried about what's coming on Netflix you're not able to focus on um, your work or any other parts of your life you're not wondering about where you're going to run that afternoon right so health is a major thing i'm sorry if i'm drawing this out and i'm not being articulate enough but the point is like there's so many things that we have every day that we don't think about and we kind of take for granted because the prevailing attitude is well i'm going to live forever but that's just not true. The evidence is all around us uh, to counter that. <laughs> People are dying every day. I'm not trying to be insensitive and I'm not talking about, you know, just the current pandemic situation. I'm talking about just in general, like people pass away. That's part of the, the life cycle of living organisms on uh, the planet that we live on. People are born people pass away at some point and so everything's finite and what I'm saying is instead of forgetting that think about it and then appreciate it so if you're out there and you've got no health problems right now be thankful for that also use that to your advantage if you're able, don't sit in your chair and watch TV all day. Get up and do something. You, you don't have to get out. If you're trying to stay home right now and not expose yourself to other people and not expose other people to you, do that. But get up and, you know, kind of pay yourself forward take care of your body like don't eat a bunch of junk eat stuff that's good for you if you don't know what's good for you find out you know people sit on the internet watching youtube videos or some other kind of like 
garbage content to listen to my podcast, right? <laughs> if you're listening to my podcast, you could easily spend that time to research something good for you to eat, right? If you're not sure. And put some fuel in your body instead of garbage. Um, do some exercise. You don't have to have fancy equipment to do exercise. Calisthenics. You can look up calisthenics and there's tons of them. When I first joined the Navy, that's all we did were calisthenics and then we would run. Um, and it would just switch by the day. So we run one day, calisthenics another the next day, you're running the day after that, and then the next day back to calisthenics, right? And I lost a lot of weight and I was pretty toned after three months at boot camp so you can do this um don't no matter what anybody says being overweight is not it's not good for you period and i'm overweight right now um so i'm kind of a hypocrite sitting here talking to you but it's serious business i mean they're already saying again not a doctor don't profess to have ex ex expansive medical knowledge but uh, they're already saying that there's a correlation between morbidity and the uh, coronavirus right so I don't know if that's a fact or if it's fake news or whatever but I'm assuming that it's based in fact because it's on the major news sources. We know that other things like diabetes and uh, heart disease are exacerbated or brought on by excess body fat, right? So we live in kind of a culture where it's shunned to say hey, you know, you need to lose some weight for your health, right? Even if you're saying for your health, people get upset with that. But I'm sorry, when you break it down to its simplest form, you are actually doing no better for yourself by overeating and not eating the right things. You're doing no better for yourself than if you were to drink all day, every day. Right, it's the same thing. It's literally this. It does the same thing to your organs. You can have uh, fatty liver, which is just like cirrhosis that's brought on by drinking alcohol. So I mean, you know, that's another thing too. I guess we can jump on. So if you're doing um, heavy drugs, if you are drinking a lot of alcohol you're not taking you're taking your body for granted right and your health so I don't want to harp on everybody for all of the little things you know I don't, that's not the message that I want to get across the message that I want to get across is just while you've got your health period no matter what size you are or what you're doing while you've got that health 
be happy for it. Take advantage of that because they're really, life is kind of binary. If you break it down, you're either living or you're not, right? And so if you're living, then really make it worth getting up in the morning, you know? Like, do stuff. Take advantage of it. Give it all you've got. Because tomorrow, you've heard it a million times, tomorrow's not promised. And, you know, it's not going to be good to be full of regrets. Just go ahead and do all the things. Uh, don't get crazy. Like, don't do YOLO stuff. Like, don't do crazy 50-foot, 100-foot cliff dives, right? If you're going to do that, train up with an expert and, uh, you know, do it the right way. But what I'm saying is don't be like a yellow person, but uh, do take advantage of your good health and, and uh, you know, the simple things that you have. Appreciate those. And I think like running and do it if you're into other things uh, yoga or sports basketball um, going to the gym like crossfit if you like to paddle do that you know do it a lot really get that physical um education i guess the physical, uh, the kinetics, do it, uh, balance out your day, you know, and then to build up your brain, you're never too old to stop learning. Um, so don't, nowadays there's no excuse with everything that's available on the internet. You know, there's Udemy, there's Linda, there's all kinds of uh, coding camps and different, I mean, you know, you can learn about different cultures, you can learn anything. The world is literally at our fingertips. When I was in high school, one of the things that math teachers used to like to say was like really you know, snarky. What are you going to do? Carry a calculator in your pocket all the time? Yeah, actually, I carry a powerful computer with access to all the information that man knows in the world. I carry that in my pocket now that I'm an adult. Thank you very much. So yeah, there's really no excuse to not Flex your brain, too. Like you need to be doing that. Flex your brain. Keep that thing growing. Stay curious. Do some stuff. Find some new hobbies. Why did I get on this tangent? I don't know. If you're still listening, bless you. Um, but yeah. So every now and then... Oh, that was my point. So I've had to remind myself... Because I was so grumpy and I was doing what I've always done my entire life. I was starting to 
not place blame on any person or thing, but just in general, start to kind of go with the line of thinking, like, it's this is all happening to me. Like, I, I am just minding my business, and all of this is happening to me. Um, I have to f remember that here I am with good health, which I have had some years in the past where I was not feeling well and I was going to the doctor so much. I went to the doctor so much in one year that I could have actually bought a pretty nice car with the amount of money that I spent going to emergency rooms and getting different tests and things done. Like in one year, I spent that much money um, because my health wasn't where it needed to be. And I can tell you from experience, I did not think about anything else besides, you know, how do I feel better? That was my only thing that I thought every day. So everything else was detracted from um, because I was concerned, am I going to live? How do I not feel this way, right? And uh, that was very humbling. And I didn't care about petty things. Like, all I wanted was for everybody, you know, let's just be kind. Let's get along. Um, let's not be petty. Those kind of feelings, right? And so now what's happened is that it's been a few years since I was having those experiences and I kind of forgot the pain that it is to like wonder, you know, what am I going to do about my health? How am I going to pay these bills, these hospital bills, you know, that kind of thing. Like I kind of got a little cocky and so started to be a little petty and fall into this, uh, this attitude of like, why is this happening to me kind of thing. But little experiences, like finding this place that I never seen before reminded me, oh, wait, 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 wait. You don't know everything. Um, also, it made me reflect back on that those times when I was sick because I didn't know how that felt either and I had just taken um, for granted you know that this this ride was going on forever and so I could just you know be petty or you know dislike somebody or something for any little reason um, but now I'm coming back around so Part of it was from these experiences. Part of it's from the, the situation that we're in now with the pandemic and just thinking that I'm doing all that. Um, that book, I, I'm sorry to bring it back up again. I'm sorry, not sorry. But Born to Run reminded me of uh, a time in my life where I was way more happy and I was thinking about the simple things. And so now I'm trying to get back to that point and I want to be nicer 
to people and I want to not take the simple things for granted. And I think that's the way to go. Um, so if you're working on yourself, then check out Born to Run. <laughs> it's not going to help you. Uh, it's not going to convert you from a sourpuss into like eternal optimist, but I think it will put things into perspective. And it's certainly a good story, but, um, or a good collection of stories. But then too, just pay attention to things in life. Take care of your body. And then in the process of that, just like me, where I'm just looking for a place to run, I'm just exploring. I stumble upon these things that show me how small I am and how little I actually know, even about the most simple things of like a place that exists not even 15 minutes from where I live. It existed there long before uh, I was probably even on this earth and I never knew about it until just today and I've, I've been living essentially just down the road from it for the last three years. So, sorry if I'm rambling, but yeah. And then I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I'll go ahead and close. It's been over an hour already and I'm really just going around in circles with this thing but yeah just get back to basics and I think a lot of people are and a lot of people are rethinking things with the current situation so um, I my hope for everybody is that you will stay safe and that this experience would help to make you a stronger person and a more thoughtful person. And what I really, really hope is that when this is over, because everything has to come to an end, uh, when this is over, we don't go back to doing the things that we were doing before this began, right? That we would go back into life kind of tempered with this experience and you know maybe be nice nicer people to our neighbor uh, maybe get out and get on those trails you know like I've seen a lot of people on the trails now because it's really the only way that you can get out you might go to the grocery store but then you might get you know a deadly disease too at the grocery store really one of the only sort of safe places to go now is on the trail so I'm seeing more people there um, I would like to see that continue as just a part of life something that people integrate into their daily routine and and do here on out I think people would be nicer because like me it's kind of like an antidepressant. I think it has that effect. Releases hormones and, and you get stress out and you don't have to run. You can just hike or 
could do Tai Chi in the park. I don't know. Uh, but I think something is way better than nothing. And by doing a little bit of something, you're actually making the most out of that time instead of just like watching TV or um, you know, watching some silly YouTube video. Like there's some good YouTube videos, no doubt. Like some nice ones that are, are informative and educational. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the ones like my son watches where they're drilling holes in spoons so that they can attach wires to them and then plug the other end of those wires into electrical socket. Like those kind of dumb videos. Uh, yeah, so I hope that we won't waste our lives with that or thinking that we need to have the best shoes or the best car or um, the best house or whatever, that we would really just appreciate more life itself because all of that, you know, uh, Rolls-Royce Phantom, you could have five of them, but if you're dead, it doesn't matter. No one cares, including you, because you're not here. Um, so yeah, just break it down to basics. But I'll go ahead and cut this off here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, I'll try to get some more informative tidbits for next time. But yeah, if you would, go to the site, look at my feet, post a comment, do you think that I have this Morton's toe or not? And then um, if you're able, check out the shop, grab a sticker, grab a t-shirt, I don't know, just whatever. Um, and that'll help me out a little bit to keep this uh, podcast up and running. Take care, stay safe, till next time.